What is up, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast episode of a show that my sister Anna and I have been doing for about a month now, um, all about comic books. Um, this is a comic book club, uh, so each month Anna and I sit down and we choose four comic books that we are going to read during the month. And uh, typically we will be choosing one Marvel comic, one DC comic, uh, one third-party comic, and a manga. Uh, so this is the first episode um, that we are posting on your favorite podcasting sites. Otherwise, make sure to stop by, um, search It's Ben Pai on YouTube or any social media, and you'll be able to find all of the previous recorded episodes. Um, but until uh, the next one, sit back, relax, um, and enjoy. Thank you so much, guys. What is up, everyone, and welcome to our next um, issue of Sibling Rivalry. Yeah. Um, our first one uh, is the Marvel in this rotation. Yeah. Uh, our book this week is, Anna. House of M, my favorite. Your very, very favorite comic yeah. book. Um, hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, we might not get to all of your comments in there, but uh, just so you guys know, if you are watching, make sure to join us live when we record this every Monday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, no, Eastern time. Eastern. I'm, no longer, <laughs> I'm no longer on the West Coast. <laughs> um, yeah, House of M. Story by Brian Michael Bendis, one of my favorite writers for comic books. One of my absolute favorite writers in comic books. Um, and art by Olivier Coipel. I'm sure I butchered that name, but we're going <laughs> with that's how it's pronounced. But again, at least you try. I don't I, try. I, I did try. I did try. Um, um, so yeah. so yeah, I'm hearing myself, but that's okay. I don't hear an echo. So that's because you don't have headphones on. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so House of M, pretty fun book. Oh, right, I should introduce. I get this part to the synopsis. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm Ben Pai. Uh, and Anna. Kin. Kin. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, guys, we are going to be talking about the synopsis for House of M. Uh, Anna's going to be going through it. We'll be talking about the story as we go through. Um, I will do my best to insert any uh, chat comments about the story um, as well. Um, but... Uh, Keep in mind, obviously, if you haven't read House of M yet, we highly, highly recommend that you do before watching this. 
But otherwise, there's going to be a butt ton of spoilers. There are a lot of spoilers for House of M. <laughs> and we are going to talk about WandaVision during this as well. So if you have not watched up to episode four of WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, please, please, please <laughs> keep in mind there will be spoilers for that as well. Um, AO Ice Monkey says, hey, cool new graphic. Uh, thank you. Go you, Ben. <laughs> uh, some of it was actually uh, the the little tile in the middle was Ice Monkey's idea um, to put the information for the book that we're reading. He wanted a little more information in there. I I did wanted to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the little paragraph blurb thing will be more. Yeah. But could you imagine how much you would have had to fit on this graphic for Robin War? Uh, a lot. A lot. Luckily, I made it to where I can still edit the size of it pretty easily um, and change it around if I need to. So, Anna, real quick, why is House of M your favorite comic? There, okay, first of all, I'm a very reactive reader and listener and watcher, so I cry a lot in this comic, <laughs> um, which already gave it brownie points. Uh, I also started out with um, comics mainly focusing on the X-Men, and so this was a really great way to introduce my introduce me to a bunch of other heroes and I just really really love it and it has a lot of like really weird plot twists and turns and it's an extremely unique uh plot and there's an extremely unique conflict that goes throughout it it's a beautiful story that makes you sad um and just real quickly can we also comment on how swole Captain America is on this cover <laughs> like he he almost he kind of looks a little ridiculous. He doesn't look that way on my paperback. That's true. That is true. I believe I I should have that page. Hello, calm down. Here we go. Oh, so that's that's the first issues cover. Oh, I love the issue cover art, yeah. which I know doesn't really count as you know favorite art. But I do love the issue oh, cover art. Sort of squarish. All right, Anna. Give us the rundown. Okay, so how the comic starts out is it picks up after a tragic event that happens or that befalls the Avengers, which is Wanda has a mental breakdown mid-battle and kills off half of her fellow Avengers. And... So, yeah. I mean, right but at this the... point, R.I.P. Vision, Hawkeye, and Ant Man. And Ant Man. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, what you see at first, or like the first characters that you truly get to experience, are Wanda and Xavier. And while Wanda is abusing her powers to kind of correct all the wrongs that she's done. And make herself feel better, kind of like a coping mechanism. Uh, if I was a psychologist, that's what I would say. And I could be very wrong. Um, <laughs> and so she's abusing her powers and distorting her own reality, which makes her have less of a grasp on what is real and what is a fiction of her or a 
a fiction that she constructed for herself. And so because her powers are going out of control and she can't grasp what's real and what isn't, she can't fully control the things that are happening around her. And with her power, she's a danger to everybody and everything. And Xavier gets really concerned and Magneto is very much resigned to all the stuff that's happened to him amidst Genosha and Homo sapiens versus Homo superior and his children. And so Xavier has to consult both the X-Men and the Avengers to figure out what everybody wants to do with Wanda, which then like gets into this huge debacle of do we kill her or do we not? This is a, a huge thing because before House of M, there was not a lot of um avengers x-men crossover mm-hmm. um with the exception of wolverine being an avenger uh, like that that was the main and obviously wanda um, but those were like the the main connections and to pietro. The, and pietro uh those are the main connections to the avengers that the x-men have otherwise not a lot of um not a lot of team up otherwise um mm-hmm. and uh this is definitely the start of a lot of different stories that uh that make marvel comics just really awesome um, oh, yeah. that we'll we'll eventually be reading as well but uh but yeah wanda having mental breakdown and losing her grip on reality sounds kind of like a show that came out recently on disney plus yeah, where she has twins and in this and in that and yeah. Mystery. Mystery. Um, uh, but so you see like a lot of conflict amongst the X-Men and the Avengers about, you know, to kill or not to kill. That is the question. Um, which I mean the majority is leaning leaning towards not to kill, but they all decide that they want to go and talk to Wanda to figure out what she wants to do. And when you go back into Genosha where you see Wanda, you also see Pietro having like a conniption because he wants to save his sister and him being lightning fast was able to be essentially in both places at once where he knows what they were talking about, but doesn't know what they decided on. Because he wanted to come and save his sister like a great big brother. Right, Ben? Yep, totally what I would do. Um, but yes, it, it was a lot, lot of a uh, lot of familial betrayal. And one of the one of the first times that you you do actually start to see um Magneto admit that he was wrong. The emotion that you get in this, especially amongst the House of Magnus, is amazing. Because you really do feel all of the grief in Magneto. Whether or not you like him as a character is totally besides the point. There's a lot of humanism brought into the character. Yeah, sorry. He is human, so. Um. Um. Yeah, humanity brought into this huge, huge villain that you only associate being, like, the absolute worst person in the X-Men comics. And and then Pietro, where 
he just truly gives everything to to try to help his sister and Wanda being completely mentally out of it and distraught. So good. But so they go to Genosha and then uh, the end of that issue leads to like a big flash and you're kind of left to be, well, it just happened. They lost Xavier when they got on the island. They couldn't find anybody. And then when they finally got some place that they thought they would find Wanda and Xavier, there was just a big blinding flash and you're woken up into an alternate reality. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, and in the alternate reality, the only person who seems to remember right off the bat, who seems to remember everything is Wolverine, who's had his brain messed up so many times or messed with so many times that you can't really alter it anymore to make him believe something that isn't happening. Um, so he kind of goes crazy in this alternate reality perspective where everyone's like, wow, <laughs> you have a screw loose. Or, I'm sorry, you popped a brain stitch. Yeah, well, and he ends up, uh, you know, together with Mystique as well. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know. Who's, like, pretending to be Jean Grey. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and he jumps off of... Uh, <laughs> The flying helicarrier. Yeah. It, it, it's... Uh, it, it, it was... It was something, for sure. Yeah, and I love that you're treated to these really fun news articles, like tabloid articles, to kind of better understand the reality that they're in. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. The The news articles yeah. were were a nice little little touch that you could really read through and be like, oh. Um, yeah. And uh, Chad is also bringing up the, the Cyclops Emma Frost ship as well. Which, yeah, I mean, I feel that makes sense. It does make sense. I feel like it at some point it became less of a ship and just like that's kind of how they end up anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What it is. Um, some, like, alternate realities that I thought was weird was, like, Nightcrawler being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Right, and being part of, uh, part of that team that, uh... Yeah. I, I had, I had some trouble understanding that team overall, uh, just because the, the art was a little vague for me to understand who, who was who. Until they really started, you know, talking. Interacting about... with each other. Yeah. Um, I think my main one was, what's her name? Jennifer? Jessica? Jennifer? I don't know. Jennifer? The black-haired? The black-haired yeah. girl? And I still, I, I, I made a point to read, like, look at the comic again and be like, okay, who is that? Um, and then, oh, it's Spider-Woman. That's who, oh. that's who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but everybody else, like, mutant-wise, I thought was pretty, pretty clear. They made Kurt look scary. They did make Kurt look scary. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely interesting that uh, Wolverine is running a Black Ops shield team. Shocking, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, the, and then on the, red the on the run, he meets other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luke Cage and Trey, who's who with cloak and dagger, and um, Iron Fist, and all those goodens. Danny Rand, and then you find out that Hawkeye is alive, but he did. Yeah, but he's alive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not a, as big of a fan of comic book Hawkeye as I am of movie Hawkeye. Like, there are a couple of interactions with Hawkeye in, in some comics, uh, like in the Avenging Spider, uh, Spider-Man uh, comic arc. There's a really good arc where it's like, uh, Clint is like, I can't ever miss because I don't have any superpowers. And if I miss, then what's the point of me being on this team? Spider-Man witnesses him him missing, um, and was that Avengers Assemble? I thought I thought that was Avenging Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure that was Avenging Spider-Man, but I could be wrong. Regardless, I find that Hawkeye's character in comics really uh, is much more similar to what his character ended up being in Endgame. Yeah, in terms. And being like really lone wolf and kind of standoffish, which is what I didn't like uh-huh. so much, and so that's why I don't really gravitate towards his character. Um, but I mean, you, but, you really know, felt had... for him throughout this entire because everyone's telling him that he should not be alive, right? And that his one of his closest friends that he considered family was the one who killed him, and it's it's so sad. It is sad. It is definitely. Definitely a very sad uh, story, just because of the the amount of trust that they have to have with within each other is heartbreaking when something bad like that happens. Yeah. Um, and from when you see Hawkeye again, you find out that there's a little girl or a like a 13 year old girl, something who has the ability to restore all of these alternate reality. Memories, memories from the original line timeline type of a thing to everybody um and so knowing that wolverine directs everybody to go get emma frost who can help facilitate this little girl's pa- uh powers and oh the green light was a cool continued motif throughout the entire entire book definitely absolutely uh and It'd be such a good movie. It really, it would be a really good movie. But with with what they're doing, obviously, it's going to be very different. We, but I mean, I'm not really convinced that I think that how uh, WandaVision is more of like a nod to House of M than it is going to be a House of M. Anna. The Doctor Strange movie is literally called, like, Journey Through the Multiverse. I know. Okay. But that's the movie. I think that, like, I don't think the show is going to be no, I the think house the, of story arc. No, I think the show is all of the lead up to, like, the, uh, essentially, the, the lead up to House of M. Like I think this is her her mental breakdown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
such a good ah okay um but yeah so then they restore they restore Emma's memories and Cyclops's memories and Wolverine has realized that the life that they are given is their greatest desires or like everything that they wanted to ever happen to them to create the perfect utopia for each individual is essentially what they were given. So that's why Wolverine remembers everything from his past. That's why Emma is with um, Cyclops and some, er, and Cyclops is with Emma in some manner. Of course, Emma's like, I don't understand why I'm with you. If this is your utopia, you should be with Jane, but, or not Jane. Um, Yeah, Jean. uh, Jean. Yeah, but I said Jane. Oh, okay. I heard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, the the point of it was, you know, I, I'm making this world where you have everything you want, so you won't come after us, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And a world where none of the bad that happened in the other reality would happen, because they're essentially thinking that they can take away all of that crime, or not all of the crime, but the crime that led to Hawkeye dying, led to to their friend's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start following and tracking down characters to bring their memories back so they can all face this. And their first stop is poor Peter Parker. Let me tell you right now, this that whole scene is the most, like, in a two-panel thing, this right here is just the absolute most heartbreaking to me. Like all of these things, it's like, oh, you see, you see Peter Parker with Gwen Stacy, who and Uncle Ben is alive. Uncle and- Ben is alive, and they have a kid. And I don't like that he's bald, but he's bald. <laughs> um, I didn't understand why he was bald. It's also an inconsistency because earlier in the issue, when you see him for like a hot second, he has hair. Yeah, but in not in the Wonder World. Uh, pretty sure in the Wonder World, when you first see people, he has hair. Okay, maybe he shaved it in between panels. But. It it is it is just absolutely heartbreaking to see them restore Peter's memories, and then like and I, then I know we're getting what... ahead uh, ahead, but like the end where he yeah. just wants to forget that that this whole alternate world existed. It's just oh. yeah. And like this panel on the next page where you see him going like, oh no, Uncle Ben, and you see the tears in his eyes. Yeah. Um, it's like you, you just see him remembering everything. And and like because of how emotionally driven these panels are, if you really, really enjoyed them, I 100% recommend the Spider-Man House of M standalone. Yeah, um, where so you good. You will totally cry, but so good. <laughs> it really, it really is absolutely amazing, and I I cannot recommend it enough. Obviously, me being the Spider Man fanboy that I am, I I cannot recommend it enough. That was just so good, and even when he 
mm-hmm. as kind of like okay with the future that he's going back to knowing that he does love Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. The success that Mary Jane has in this reality is even more pain inducing because he's like, great. So the person I'm actually married to and having a good life with has a better life without me. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Well, we're we're going to have ready. to read Spider-Man one day more. See, I, I think, I think that might be my pick for next month is, is that, but, uh, but yeah, like, God, I love, I love Spider-Man so much. And, it's like even in this perfect world, Peter seems to just lose so much, yeah, and continue to prove that he is the unluckiest person in the world. I very much feel like he he definitely got the shortest end of the stick. I mean, unless uh, except for Hawkeye, who's who's dead. Yeah, who's, absolutely. But I mean, is that? and and I think part of that is like obviously, like every Marvel hero has lost a lot. But how many heroes have lost as much as Peter has lost? Yeah, and I mean, none of the heroes who have lost as much gained that much in this alternate reality. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's one of those things that's like, you, you sit there and you, you look at it and you're like, oh, Pete. So sorry, man. I hate this for you. I really do. I hate that he was the first one they went to. Uh, yeah. Like. Especially since you then, like, a few pages later, you see them go to, um, to, to see Captain America. And they're like, oh, just let him be. Like, Well, he couldn't be helpful. He's a little old to be helpful. I know. But... <laughs> huh. You know what? What did what did Spider Man actually do in that fight? He fought, which yeah. was more than Captain America could have done. They could have left him alone. <laughs> left um, him alone. And I mean, like, I didn't feel as bad for Captain America because no. I mean, no, not not at all. And I don't know if I really would have. Even if he learned everything, because the only thing that happened to him is he's old now. He lived his life. He didn't get frozen. He did not get frozen. Yeah. You don't really know if he ended up with Peggy in this. Yeah, but you do figure that since he wasn't frozen, that he didn't learn how to let it go. I feel like someone should laugh, but that someone is not going to be me. Whatever. Alrighty then. So after collecting, you know, the, the bigger group or the biggest group that they could, they travel to uh, Genosha uh, to crash a party. Essentially. And they're looking yeah. for Professor X and they are under the assumption that um, Magneto, it's all Magneto's fault for manipulating Wanda and they somehow used Xavier and they need to get Xavier back and they need to get Wanda to fix it. And then, which also causes drama because then they're like, but do we fix it? Do we not fix it? Can we fix it? Can we not fix it? (laughs) What happens? Which I enjoyed that conversation because I thought everybody had a very interesting opinion and take. 
this uh this robe that Magneto's wearing in this uh page though, Anna. Yeah. It just seems a little excessive. I love House of Magnus <laughs> costumes in this. They're gorgeous. But did it need it's to be long. Yeah, okay. That, that's what I uh, needed he can to hear. Fly, but but uh, he can chat fly is saying, and... look at that drip on Swagnito. <laughs> <laughs> He can fly. Imagine how beautiful it would be up in the wind. That's fair. Is it made out of metal so he can like make it like really like flippy? No. Okay. Well. His normal cape's not made out of metal. I know. I'm just. No, you're being silly. I'm being silly. Yes. That that is that was my which tempting to do really quickly while we're talking about wardrobe (laughs) silliness. The rogue dress. There's no way on earth that would function without any like tape. There you would mean be so the much storm tape. dress. I said rogue. Yes, yes, I meant the storm dress with the Wakanda fabric. There's no way that would function. It yeah. would not only bunch when she's summoning the elements, it would do a lot more. Goodness. Now you're making me go all the way back. <laughs> I was just saying as, like, a small little thingy. I didn't mean for you to go all the way back. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... So they, they go to Genosha, and there's this big uh, event happening with a bunch of leaders of, of the world. Here we go. Here is... Uh, I think there's nothing wrong. Men. Um, but yeah, so she's a goddess and a queen, so it's fine, Anna. Gosh, <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Monkey is saying. Um, also, really love the stylist's haircut. That's what you'll see me rocking next time. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so it's a bunch of of leaders of this world. So yeah, Rogue, who's queen of Kenya. Um, you did it again. Dang it! Storm Queen of Kenya! People are I'm gonna so... think you don't know comic books at all. I know! In I'm really bad with show. names! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm like mom in all of our names! Okay. Storm is the Queen of Kenya, and then you still have uh, T'Challa, who's the King of Wakanda. You see Victor Von Doom. You see. Prince I can't Namor. say his name. Yeah, thank you. I was like, I can't say his name. Of Atlantis. All of them have great outfits. <laughs> From this costumer's perspective. Yeah, they, like... they did do they did do really well. I I liked um Yeah, Namor's looks really cool. Even though it's like such a small thing that you that you see. Uh, I would love to make the Wanda and Lorna headdresses. They're so pretty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lorna. I always forget Polaris's name. I love her name. I think it's cute or pretty. Um, but yeah, I I I dig it. And then you've got the twins who just who look, look like they're well, who look like they're from Umbrella Academy. They do look like they're from Umbrella Academy. One hundred percent. Um. But so, you know, they crash this party, which also just the detail in the Sentinels 
is amazing. The, the Sentinels very are regal. beautiful in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so party crashers create a fight, and Ty, who is the cloak, cloak, um, takes Layla, Lila, the girl who can, you know, Lila, yeah, make everybody remember the the other timeline or the actual reality goes with Miss Frost to find, um. Xavier and instead they find this like beautiful garden tombstone uh, that's dedicated to Professor X in which they find that he's not actually buried there so everything's hunky dory except they don't know where Xavier is yep um and amongst this fight also you see Pietro have like a breakdown because he's trying to save Wanda who in this reality is the only human uh offspring of magneto she's supposed to not have any powers which is a joke um (laughs) and so pietro sees his sister like dissolve in front of him and goes crazy and joins the fight and that at that point is when dr strange in his other yeah uh goes to talk to Wanda and try to convince her to put everything back and figure out what happened. And oh, Layla. You see... It wasn't Layla, sorry. You were right. I was between both of those I know, names. I, know. I was I, I was correcting myself, not you. Okay. Um who goes to visit the Wanda and the children in which you find out that the children are super bratty. Yeah. Even even though they're made up, they're super bratty children. Um And there's this really cool pixelization of her powers that kind of depicts the actual happenings of what occurred and who convinced whom of what and the gut-wrenching argument again with Magneto and Pietro and then Wanda kind of just giving in to her depression and, and her want for death but lack of desire for suicide and... And then Pietro convincing her that they can make life so much better if they give everybody they love the perfect ending. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I... it's it's the perfect, like, villain thing where, it, it, like, not, not to say that Pietro's a villain here, but, I mean, he, he is. He became desperate. I don't... But... Well, and, and I, don't I mean, know that I think, he was even a villain because it didn't have ill will towards anybody. But you think about it, the best villains are the ones that they make you connect to. The ones yeah. that they, they make you like understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's like, yeah, if this were, you know, me or and and either you well, more likely Sarah. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say that my brain probably wouldn't go the same way. Like, I'd, I'd rather not have my family. Rather die. save Sarah than me. That's fine. Well, I mean, when Sarah makes a perfect world, I guess you'll probably be in it. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks. But you no, know, like it, it's, it's you sympathize with him. Uh, like you really do there's so much emotion that gets portrayed in these that you can't help but feel for even the characters that you're not a huge fan of 
I mean, like, look at Wanda's expressions of just complete void. Yeah. Emotionless void. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last page, it was so bad. And then all of Pietro's desperation and Magneto's kind of withdrawal. It's all so gut-wrenching. It really is, and it's like, and, and you don't, you don't even blame her for. No, but Hawkeye does. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. And then that's the part. <laughs> Face yep. the part. Apparently, by the children, not actually by the children. It was by her because she's like, I thought she was gonna hurt them, but I mean, I blame the children because they look creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Super creepy. Um, and, and then, then they make Magneto, Magneto learns the truth. Yeah. And he goes angry. Oh my god. Talk about General Swagnito. Like this, this panel right here like of him coming out of, uh, of the debris is like oh yeah, which not gonna lie, like when I very when I read this for the very very first time, I was kind of like, oh, why is Magneto so mad? What did he expect from his children? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, but you know, he didn't even. It, you saw how conflicted he was before House of M World. Yeah, about, about everything. <laughs> He even spends, and then the next panel, what he does to Pietro, because Frost had um, heard everything that was happening telepathically with Doctor Strange, so she knew that it was Pietro, and by her knowing that, when Magneto gained all of his memories, he then also learned that it was Pietro, because everybody thought it was him, and he was like, well, it wasn't me, which only leaves one person. But I mean... Even in the very beginning, he was saying how, like, he lost his children, he lost the war, and it wasn't worth it, and all of this and that. And then he squashes his son! Yeah. Like a bug. Yep. And then Wanda goes crazy again. Which I get. Yeah. Also, I really love this, like, power panel where she makes his face come back. Oh, this one? Yeah. 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 And then... Then she just, like, loses it. And her monologue, like, tirade against Magneto also makes me cry. So well written. And this is why I I truly believe that Brian Michael Bendis is one of the greatest comic book writers of our time. Like he he did that monologue so well, and he did the story so well. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite transition though is between the page that you're on right now and the page before that, because I mean, even when you're reading it in your head, it goes from all of this loud, loud chaos, and then at the very last panel, everything is just completely silent and. Or at least that's how I see it. And then in the next panel, when it's absolutely gorgeous and you know that there's so much chaos going around, everything feels so silent. Yeah. And it is beautiful. It's 
it is it is a an incredibly well done book. Um, Very cinematic. It, 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 yes, absolutely. And then we get to our the, normal reality again, where there are no more mutants. Yeah, the big three words that change the Marvel universe for what was when did when did this one come out versus Avengers vs X Men? So this came out um, in two thousand five. And um, Avengers vs X Men is relatively soon after this. Is it? Is it really? Well, no. Avengers. No, no, because X-Men, Avengers vs X Men was while I was Avengers vs X Men is all about the. So, like at the very, very end of the comic, which is why I don't feel like I'm giving anything away. You see the Phoenix flame in outer space. Yeah. Avengers vs X Men is featuring Phoenix. Yeah. So Avengers vs X Men though came out in April of. You're 2012. quiet to me. What? Hello? No. Okay. Audio is coming nope. through here. Oh, sorry. I accidentally there muted myself there. Um, okay. <clears throat> nope. So Avengers vs. X-Men came out in 2012. This came out in 2005. Wow. So this is, time gap? this is seven years crazy. of the Marvel Universe being essentially without mutants. Wow, I feel very spoiled. And and just in relation to like when I read them all, very spoiled. Yeah, I did not have to wait seven years. No, I read this. I read this years. about a year after it came out. Um, I wasn't reading a whole lot in the way of um, okay. X Men comics, though, and. Just this this world, like, you go from... I, I can't imagine having read this live when it came out and mm-hmm. seeing No More Mutants and, and not knowing what the next issue was going to be. Like, does that mean more X-Men at all? Like, what's going to happen and what ends up happening is, like, all the people are still there. It's just... Essentially, the 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 mutant gene, mutant gene was, disappeared. Yeah, and but it didn't disappear from everyone. No, it didn't. Which is what confused me because it wasn't even that. Um, everybody who realized and was protected by Frost, who could remember everything, they weren't the only mutants that that had their powers still. There were still some in the in the reality. So it was like, why did they? <laughs> Still have it. Right. And um Yeah. And it, it, it it is Bobby lost his powers. Which is so sad. For seven years? Yep. Yeah. Dang. Well, I mean, at least for, for someone like Bobby, his powers had taken over to a point where he couldn't turn like back into his human form. So when you see Bobby walk out. As, yeah. as, like, the human version of himself. Like yeah. The, the progression of, of Bobby was, was really interesting because he's, he's an OG X-Men. Uh, and he would turn himself into a snowman, essentially, and then learned how to make his form harder by turning nice. into the solid ice. 
and then yeah. just couldn't do that anymore. And then, of course, them freaking out that if there are no more mutants, <coughs> Wolverine being out there without his mutation uh, would absolutely kill him. Because, you know, I don't think the human body would be like, hey, yeah, let's be coated in metal. Why not? Well, no, and Cyborg and <laughs> and uh, Nightcrawler were immediately like, oh, no. And by Cyborg, she means Cyclops. Dang it! It's literally only when I have this stupid camera on that I can't say anything correctly. It's pressure. <laughs> so I... I Backstage, I'm not an actor. I don't remember lines. I don't do this. This um, is ridiculous. I seem stupid, which is fine. And then this is this is one of my favorite panels. Like we when talked about it. Everything. We talked about it when we did um, Coming Home for Spider Man, and just the amount of emotion that that art can put into someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Olivier Coipel did a phenomenal job here. Um, I know it wasn't just Olivier that did the art. Um, he did the penciling and I think some of the coloring, but like this is... I have a sketchbook issue. It, I love this comic. It's just... Look at the emotion in Wolverine's eyes here. Like take yeah. take all all the rest of his face away, just look at the eyes and be like, "Yeah, this is that's rough, buddy." I felt <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slip it into every every issue of rivalry. I feel like I need to come up with a really good comeback. I'm not very good at those when I'm put on the spot. As we all know. And then, of course, Emma looking at the world uh, using Cerebra. And yeah. Like, you, you see, like, there are, like, four dots, five dots total <laughs> in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I did really enjoy also, though, about them coming back is you saw how gut-wrenching it was not only for the mutants and the x-men which i mean obviously way more so you see the students like crying and asking if they're still an x-men and um and all this and that but i mean even at avengers tower all of them are awestruck and kind of like i don't know what to do i really really enjoyed the news um like interview with Uh, who was it at the very very end when he was talking about like if you really think about it mutants were the next form of evolution and the amount of mutants that had certain um environmental powers that would affect i think it was hank pym wasn't it yeah that sounds that sounds right um and that lead into the phoenix flame in outer space I thought was beautifully done, which I appreciate way more now that I'm an adult who does not mind, you know, (laughs) and who actually watches the news and all of that stuff versus a kid when I was reading it. And I go, this is so boring. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's science speak, but it I really good, really good content. It, it's absolutely. so good. So good. Best story. Best story for me in a comic book that I have found. No, I, I like it. It is a very, it's a strong contender for for my favorite, um, for sure. And I think one of the interesting things about this, um, from a for a new reader, is this is definitely a book. Like, if you jump into it, there are going to be things that you're confused about. There are going to be characters that you probably don't know anything about, um, but uh, at the very base of it, you learn a lot about a lot of the characters and what their their motivations are, what their what their needs are here. And I mean, your introduction to minor characters is, I think, really well done, or minor characters, but characters that aren't as Super mainstream. mainstream. Or followed yeah. yeah like um wonder man and yeah um it's 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 good it's it's interesting i think i think the people who really want to to get into x-men this is a good this is a good i would almost say a good starting point I think so. I think, though, that it's a good starting point for almost any hero, like, to go off from here forward, almost. Not necessarily any of them. But yeah. for a good majority, like, I don't feel... I mean, it's a great one for Hawkeye, because, I mean, you're left to kind of assume in this comic at the end that Hawkeye came back to this reality. Oh, yeah, because of... Uh... The news article and his costume, mm -hmm. and like the smile for Cap on Captain America's face. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I would I would argue that it's a great one for him. I think that it gives you a lot of Spider Man's backstory to kind of jump you in. Mm, I disagree. You don't like, think it gives enough backstory? I, I think if you know Spider Man's backstory. It gives a lot of it. But if you're look, getting into this and you look at it, like, I think the average reader is going to see the blonde and, well, I mean, maybe they, if they've seen the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there are movies now that you know Gwen Stacy. Everybody now at least has some basic knowledge on who Gwen Stacy is because of the amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, but because they didn't continue after that, you you don't really see what that does to Spider-Man. No, but I'm more so just saying, like, with reading this, mm. I think that you have a better understanding of how much was taken from him, which you won't get in every issue of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I think that our last Spider-Man comic is a much better, like, starting point. But I don't think that this one's a bad one. Um... Spider-Man depressed for like two weeks after the clock tower in the movie. That's what Knock plays says in chat. Um, and yeah, that's that's accurate. And then everything was fine. Yep. Then he was fighting the rhino, I believe, at the end of that, right? I think. 
been a long um, time since I've seen that movie. Uh, I also think that it's a fun introduction, not necessarily starting off point, but a fun introduction to a few superheroes that make you want to read more about them. Not necessarily right after picking up right after this comic, just in general. Like, like if Cloak you, and Dagger? Like Cloak and Dagger. Hmm. Cloak is always really freaking awesome whenever you see him oh, in comics. Yeah. I, he, like... His art and his power is just beautiful. Um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, we gotta find some good Doctor Strange books to read. We do. We do. Because he seems like a really cool character. I haven't read many like of his standalones. I've read single issue standalones. But yeah. Yeah. Comic first movie Doctor is so different. Yeah, I I that much I, I do know. Um but like just just my interactions with Doctor Strange in comics that I know, I want I want more. Um and this is like this book. This book uh, really, really gets me interested in him as well as being, you know, who he is and yeah. what he can do around Wanda. Um, Luke Cage is also an interesting character in here because, I mean, I have read zero Luke Cage and he was actually like quite a prominent character in this comic. He was. He still just doesn't interest me that much. He's not. But, I don't. I don't think he interests me so much to like read full volumes, but to read like one or two every now and then, especially with, I'm assuming the Jessica that he is married to is Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, like I'd be interested to know how their stories ended up intertwining. Cause I also haven't watched the show. So. Gotcha. Um, let's talk favorite panels. I, I you and I have, the same favorite panels, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, my favorite, favorite panel was was for the reason that I said, just like <clears throat> the chaos within it that also kind of evokes silence, like complete silence. And look at the, the tears. Like the, the, the tears, one dripping yeah. off the nose and just like, the glowing the artist really did have a have a extreme talent in emotion whether yeah. or not you're a fan of the art or like if you think that the art was absolutely exceptional the facial expressions were insane yeah and the um ability to show all of those emotions <sighs> so sad yeah I, it was this this panel and this series of three pages. Yeah, the monologue from from Wanda. The three words that changed the Marvel universe for seven years. <laughs> I can't believe that was seven years. Yeah, and crazy. Then this, like uh, even that. Um... I'm trying to think of like a movie. I know that it's a very popular kind of thing that uh, sound mixers do, but where it's absolute silence and when an explosion goes, it's like fractured sounds that are coming back at you. And that's exactly what I hear when I just look at the picture. No, it, it, it's like <laughs> when the teacher says, Johnny, you can't hear a picture. And then you look at this and you're like, but I hear this. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and we've we've talked about a lot of honorable mention pages throughout this, and we are already approaching an hour, mm -hmm. and we do need to bring in some of our WandaVision talk as well. Yeah. And um, I mean, all of mine I kind of said and touched on, and it was all mostly just facial expressions that were coming in, because they were all one-offs. Yeah. So. So pretty. Starting with the story. What's, are we rating? We're ra It's rating time. You start with the story. I start with art. Yep, that's true. Story-wise, um... Okay, so I'm going to give you two scores. Okay. I'm okay. going to give you two scores. One of them is the person who has read some comics. Even, even okay. just like if you've read, let's say, one trade paperback of three different Marvel heroes, this book is a 10 out of 10. If this is your first... Marvel book and you've seen the movies and you know some of the characters and, and you know what you're looking at <laughs> I, I think I think I still give it a 10 out of 10 on that but if you well no you know what I'm just gonna say story is a 10 out of 10 like absolutely 100% story it, it, it's in my it's in my top five favorite comic book stories um like every every time i and i don't read it super often but every time i go back to it i'm just like oh god imagine if this was the first comic book i ever read this is though the go-to comic that I get that I recommend to people who are trying to get into comics yeah, this for is, the Marvel universe. So, like, this mom, is one of the few comic books that we've been able to convince mom and dad to actually sit and read a comic book. I think dad has read it, but yes, mom read has it. read it. Maybe? Oh, maybe he has. No, maybe he has. So, yeah, mom and dad. Um, I got some Which of mom my. Mom is a lot more reading. impressive. The fact that we got her to to read it, and, and you know, the fact that she still raves about it and wants to reread it after I talked to her yesterday. And I, I mean, th this is where I give Comicsology a huge, huge shout out, because if you've never read a comic book, Comicsology is by and far the best way to to get into comics. Like I'm always, yeah. I'm always going to say like. Read on, read on Comixology and then go buy the physical like issues of the ones that you really like. But Guided View on Comixology has been amazing for I don't know how long has Comixology been around at this point. It's only sad that they don't follow through then with the manga. Yeah, but I mean the technology there is different <laughs> and they just added manga, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them, them some a slack. Leeway. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, I got uh, real quick, let me, I'll, I'll click on the guided view button, um, for you guys, just to kind of show you what we're looking at. So guided view, it, it shows you what to read. You know, you, you look and you, you get a feel for each panel and then typically at the end, they show a full page. Nope, nope, they don't. 
Um, uh, it depends on if it goes, if it branches over to like a multi-page thing. Oh, so true. like in a panel that stretches into the next page, it'll typically give you the full page view at the end. Right. And in there, obviously, oh gosh, which one, what page is it? It's going to be page 100. Um, so a page like this, where there's some text going on throughout it, you might not necessarily know what to read, so you use guided view. And is that really the okay? No, no, no. It keeps going. Um, and it essentially shows you what you want to read next. Um, so I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the guided view. If you have never read a comic before, guided view is a bit stinky, though. Sometimes it is. Uh, but again, for a, a new comic book reader. I think I think guided view is uh, incredibly beneficial. Yeah, it does take me longer to read it when it's guided view, but that's mostly because then I'm like, okay, but now I need to see the entire page, especially for like the Wanda panel. Like if you would went uh, panel by panel for that, you don't really grasp how awe striking. It is awestruck. All, yeah. Is um, unless you you kind of see the full page. So we'll give it that. Like takes me a little bit longer when I'm reading a uh, guided view, but totally worth it. Oh, and totally Knock Plays is wondering what site I'm using for uh, for these comics. This is Comicsology, Comicsology.com, um, <clears throat> which is. Uh, my my favorite way to to read comics um and comicsology unlimited there's a lot of free comics including house of m house of m is included on the comicsology unlimited subscription and comicsology unlimited is the same as kindle unlimited i have learned if you have an amazon account and you have kindle unlimited then those uh books that are on comicsology for unlimited is the same oh, just as like a fun fact because you and I argued about that. Well, not argued. I asked you about that, and you thought it was a no. But it is a yay. <laughs> I thought it was too, but I guess sometimes I'm wrong. Um, so what's your story rating? Okay, so mine, because it's my go-to recommendation for, like, anybody and everybody, even if it they're a normal comic, like an avid comic reader or um, a newbie, and... I have gotten such good feedback from recommending it to people, and it's one of my favorites. I give it a 10 out of 10, which sounds biased, but I am basing it off of people that I have had read it Yeah. after like, I recommend it. So I feel like it's justified. For sure. I, I agree with you. I don't think... I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 as well, and I do not think that that is an unreasonable score for it. Mm-hmm. I also just love these, like, I know they don't count as for the art, but I love those watercolor covers. Emma Frost looks really odd in this. She's very booby. Yeah? It looks like she got Captain America's chest from the first one. It does! <laughs> it does! Oh, that's funny. Okay, so then art. Um, yep. So art overall, I will say like the art style for me, it doesn't make me 
doesn't make my jaw drop or anything like that. It's truly just the amount of emotion that they portrayed through the facial expressions and how captivating both the story and those emotions conveyed were. So, I mean, for that reason alone, I think that the art was amazing. Again, it's not like it's my favorite art style because it's kind of just generic comic book art. Okay, Anna, what's but the it's number? generic comic book Come art. On. What? What's the number? What's the number? What number? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'll give it. I'm like between an eight or a nine, but I think I'll go eight. Okay. Yeah, and it is. It's it's because it is what you expect comic book art mm. to be, just with way more emotion. Maybe I'll give it a nine. Okay. I'll give it an eight and a half. You'll give You're it welcome, an man. eight and a half. All righty. I know you hate the decimals. I do, but you know what? You're you're allowed to to give it give them whatever you want, I guess. Um. So we we talk we've talked about this before, um, in that our our ways of rating art is going to be different. Um, mm -hmm. Like there's, there's going to be a lot of for you, it's going to be style and substance mm -hmm. for me. While style does play into it, substance plays into it a lot more gr greatly for me. For me, it did with this one. And uh, like the, the reasons that you were saying the amount of, emotion that that is portrayed in all of this is just absolutely phenomenal and for that reason i do give it um i'll give it a nine out of ten yeah i gave i think i was like mostly between eight and a nine because i also being able to hear a picture is an art on its own oh yeah that lends itself to be higher, which is why I, I settled with eight and a half, because I feel like eight isn't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you see this? 50th anniversary of Captain America's Walk on the Moon celebrated. I did not. I don't think I have that because I read this one as my paper. Oh, no, it's totally in the back and I just did not read it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> I did not read those. But I guess that makes sense that. considering he was... A lot younger at that point. True. But yeah. Still old. The truth. Um, and then overall score for me. I think I'm still going to give overall this book a 10. I feel like I can't give it a 10 because I gave it an eight and a half. So it would have to be a nine, but I think it deserves a 10. I just think I have to give it a nine. All right. So overall, it's my favorite comic. Definitely a book that you should read. Um, if you're, if you want to get into comics, if you've been reading comics, this is, this is one to read. 100%. Yes. See, I have this book. Yeah, I know. With all the sketch art. Um, I got it on my last visit when you still lived in California. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. That I lived in California. Um, no, I'm I'm kidding. So, uh, obviously, I mentioned that we're we're going to discuss some one division as well. Um, so, if you're not caught up on one division, this is a good point to stop for now and come back later. Um, if you are coming, stopping and coming back later, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for me. Leave a comment down below. Let us know what your favorite part of this book is. Um, and if you agree or disagree with our scoring and why. Oh, knock, knock brings up a good point. I should make a hmm. Google sheet with all the comics we read, um, and the scores that we give them. And then I can post that in, uh, the discord channel or the discord server and people can kind of look at it there. I dig that. I like that a lot, Nock. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, now I need to make a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet of scores. Plus, that would make it easier when we do our recap episode, and I'm trying to figure out what the scores are. The score is? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a strong start, though. You do have a strong start. Um, and I'm, Makes I'm, up last I'm, a, time. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, <laughs> So one of the things that, and we didn't plan it this way at all, um, but it was one of those things that it just, it ended up being very timely because a big character in House of M is Wanda Maximoff, um, who is a main character in the uh, Disney Plus series WandaVision. Yeah. Double one? I know, right? Crazy. Um, so... Uh, one of the things I did want to say is I, I really, especially with the most recent episode, episode. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of House of M vibes. Um, I know at the beginning you were, you were saying, you know, you, you weren't really feeling like this was House of M. I feel like this is... <laughs> I was saying, though, that I thought that it could be. Because when I first watched it, um, I thought that she was going to end up being the one manipulating everything to some degree, like House of M. Uh -huh. Just to clarify what I meant. Yeah, no, no, I know. Um, Nox says, I'm no longer confused after the last episode. Well, less confused. Um, and th there were there were definitely some things that because I've read comics for so long that I I was following on, like I saw the 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 sword symbol and I'm like oh my gosh is this going to be the introduction of sword and sure as shit when when we get to uh, episode four there's sword. Um, oh, I loved the costume like period change from the hazmat suit to the bee yeah. keeper suit. That was gorgeous. And the rope turning into the jump rope was yeah. also gorgeous. They some really, really cool, cool things. Um, and the, the way they filmed it is just really cool. How each, each episode is a decade. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm here for it. But, you know, here you, especially after seeing, I mean, you see a little bit of it in each episode. You see, like, things slipping through the cracks, and you see how much Wanda is trying to keep it together. And mm -hmm. yes, Nock, the most recent episode that we watched was the 70s. Um, episode one was 50s, 
Two was sixties, three was seventies. And four was modern. I mean and four four was well, actually a recap. was four was all of them and then yeah. modern. Yeah. Um, also one hundred percent would have been Darcy where she was like looking at the uh, at the show and started crying. Twin didn't yeah. see that twist. Although I did see that twist. Yeah. Because <laughs> she oh. had twins in House in of M. So. And she is yeah. a twin. Yeah, and she is a twin. And, uh, gosh. And, and I feel like this is all just it's it's building up to the next Spider-Man movie and the next Doctor Strange movie. Which would be amazing! Although Hawkeye can't die because he's getting a TV show. I mean, there could be... It, when going through the multiverse, it would not surprise me if there was a, a dead Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye is getting a TV show, Knock Plays. Um, <laughs> and, and Kate Bishop's going to be in it. Um, his protege, played by Haley Steinfeld. So, I'm also be... interested what the franchise is going to do with the rest of the X-Men. I So, again, so th this is, so last week, Anna, remember how we were talking about how I was like, I think Wanda is going to be like the creation of the X-Men, or uh, of yeah. mutants in, this, yeah. in, the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So, like, a reverse no mutants? Yeah, a <laughs> no reverse mutants. no more mutants. And yeah. I guess I never talked about it with Lee, but she sent me an article of someone just talking about all of these things of uh, about why they think Wanda's going to be the creation of mutants. And I'm like, I literally just said it. <laughs> if you were a person that was watching the episode last week, I want credit. Oh, man. I want I want like a retweet. <laughs> That's also only if you were live when you said that, and that wasn't you and I talking after the fact. I'm pretty sure it was while we were live. We, <sighs> yeah. Regardless, I, I think, I think this is this is building up to a very House of M esque storyline. Storyline. Mm -hmm. I am not gonna lie, like. Even if it ends with her creating the mutants, I'm going to be slightly upset only because of how absolutely gut-wrenching and, like, beautifully done the ending was. So, like, as amazing and oh. as applicable as it would be for her to create the mutants, her taking them away was just soul-crushing. Right. But this is a world where there are none already. Her so you can't, you can't take that... Yet, and I. No, I, I, I agree. Believe, I, totally I believe in Kevin Fag, and his ability to find someone who can make the creation of mutants. Maybe not like gut wrenching, but powerful. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I do think it can be done powerfully. It's just. It's gonna be. It'll be different. This, so you gotta have a good cry at the end. Yeah. Goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I also about um, WandaVision. I really liked them bringing back Darcy's character. Oh and yeah. 
Um, and uh, Agent Wu, yeah. I like the little nod to the the magic trick that. Uh, yeah, that, I thought that, that was that, Aunt that was funny. Him. That Sarah sent us a gif of the other day. Knock plays asks if Wanda brings in mutants, how will they retcon Magneto being her dad? Well, fun fact: in the comics, Magneto isn't really her dad. He just takes on the. He thinks they're his children. Dun, dun, dun. That is a twist for another time, Knock. <laughs> it's also going to be the great uh, if they get to bring back Pietro. Yeah. I'm not would... saying that like I think strongly if they will or if they won't. I just... He was a fun character when they had him for like, you know, the... 15 minutes of Age of Ultron. <laughs> well, the thing is, he was also in Days of Future Past at the same time. Like, like the character, not the actor. Yeah. So it, it would have been... Yeah, it's true. There. And I mean, his character in Days of Future Past was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Um, but uh, how? Other, otherwise, how are you liking WandaVision so far? I'm enjoying it. I'm much more interested to know how it's going to continue. And so we're at the halfway point. I think it's eight episodes for one division. I have no idea. I was actually wondering that the other day. I will though say that the agent that was like, "Oh, didn't he die in Age of Alt?" and like with Ultron, she could have covered her track so much better than she did. She took no improv classes in high school. Well, no. <laughs> Double checking. Oh, it's nine episodes. We're still at about the halfway mark. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see how they continue the story. I'm pretty positive that they're going to end it with a huge cliffhanger, which means that if for some reason Hank is shaking my computer, if for some reason that uh, it doesn't get renewed for a second season, which I couldn't imagine, it would dink to have that big of a cliffhanger well again so i'm pretty sure it's been confirmed that that, this, that is season. no no not that it's getting a second season oh. but that season one is the lead up to spider-man and doctor strange okay so cool. i think there will be a cliffhanger but i think your concerns of the cliffhanger will be answered in um, one of the movies whichever yeah. movie comes first rather Wait, why do you think Dope. they are all sword members inside the bubble? No. No, 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 no. I think she found a town and took over it. I think one of the one of the people I in the town. You don't agree. You don't agree. Everybody No, everybody that they had identified <laughs> were sword agents. They identified four people and they were all sword agents. I don't think they they were. Yeah. Not I'm pretty up. positive. At least the first two were sword agents. I don't think any of them were sword agents. I think they had sword oh, dossiers wow. on them. Oh. That's possible. <laughs> Are we now all just Googling this to see who's right? No, I'm I'm actually I'm I've got my tablet here. I'm opening up Disney Plus on it and I'm pulling up when they <laughs> the screen grab. Yeah. Um 
Hank, you're licking my hand because, right by yeah, the Because, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident that they're, they weren't all sword, a, uh, sword agents. That would have been a much bigger deal. I thought it was a big deal. So, I mean, that's also, you know, what everybody got out of it. So maybe I was looking too hard into it. Also, I watched, you know, the last episode last night at like 11. 30? Yeah, you texted me pretty late about it. Okay, here we go. I was like asleep all day. Okay. And? Well, so they're sword sheets that have their pictures on them and filled in information about them. I thought that meant that they were all sword agents. Okay. We're going to now pull it up on the computer. I, I, I think I am right. I'm also happy you that Cat Denny is back. I think you're right. Well, so, so does Chat. Chat thinks I'm right, too. Okay. Well, just once somebody's going to... So the sheets say when they were on, on screen. And, yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's their, their information on the people. Not necessarily... Through shield. That they or are through, through shield. shield. Through sword. Um, but I mean, even so then, just the awareness that the characters ended up having in that last episode of the 70s with the neighbors talking. Uh-huh. God, I really oh. need this to... Oh. Wait for Potentially it. speaks to... Um, Agent Wu. Something more than just a town that she happened to take over. Okay. Yeah, so they're just... They're, it, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> yeah, so like they're, they've got information on there about like what they're doing in the movie. Um, and they have like a part of the sheet that says occupation and employer. And some of them are blank. Some of them have things written on it. Okay. So. Fine. I can boom. see. <laughs> I'm right. They also all have New Jersey licenses. Yes. Because Westview is in New Jersey. Don't be a butt. They all sided with you. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look. Okay, my sister told me that I was being mean to you, chat, so <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely, 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 I don't hate you, Doc. Uh, <laughs> definitely going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the second half of, of this show. Yeah. Um, I'm just so happy that Darcy came back. Yeah. Darcy, she's she's great. She's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And I think her being paired up with Wu is fantastic. That is true. You do like craft singles, Nock. So. Okay. But yeah, no, it, it it's it's been it's been good. 
I also have a feeling that Vision is going to be the one to... Look at the doggo. Lift the doggo up. Lift the doggo up. Look at him. That's the hank of this. I like the camera. Yeah. Hank, named after... Hank McCoy! An excellent character. Yep. Because he's Beast! Yep. I keep joking around that I now need to get a St. Bernard named Beast, so that way it's literally like... Hey, and Beast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure mom and dad would really love you having a same friend. I'm sure your your airstream <laughs> would really love you having not only a corgi but a Saint Bernard. I don't think Hank would like uh, another dog, <laughs> let alone one that's like 500 times his size. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but give 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 one division a quick score, the ten. Mid-season. I was like, well, it's only mid-season, so mid-season I'm going to give score. it a seven because I'm interested, I'm captivated, but there's still very many ways that I could end up not enjoying it. <laughs> and yeah. I do really enjoy all of the characters that they brought back. So I think I'm just going to stick with seven because it's a safe one, but it's on the higher side. I'm going to give it an eight just because even even if it weren't comic book related, the cinematography of it is phenomenal um i would love to read a comic in the marvel universe that ends up being okay well then again like yeah which maybe also i really like this because i also really like bombshells from the dc universe which Uh is kind of like the new time period type of element however it is in color it is not in black and white (laughs) um i agree and i think like uh, Knock brought it up in chat, but that the dead vision. Yeah, it was it, terrifying. Oh beautiful. It was yeah. I, that is the best way to describe it. Terrifying but beautiful. Yeah, I will say. Okay, I will also ask this. Do you then think that Wanda is the one who's censoring the television feed? Yes, but I so also. She I wants it then to be viewed? I don't think that she's doing that part on purpose. Okay. I think this is... I, I think that there's somewhat of an exterior... Like a cry for help kind of thing? Even if it's um, either a cry for help thing, or I'm more so wondering if it could be like... Almost a Hydra piggybacking off of this and trying to kind of gauge or get like power sifting some somewhat and is just taking bits and pieces out so that way nobody will be interested to kind of fix it i think that could be an interesting extra element to the show not necessarily that i think it will happen i just think the the censoring thing what i'm thinking is that it is uh it, it's when Wanda alters the the timeline again. Well no, I agree and with that. that. It's, it's just like that that's a byproduct of her altering the time. Yeah, I but I don't I do agree with that. I just think it would be cool if there's an extra element of someone's doing this to her. Not just of someone doing this to her, but of mm-hmm. dire circumstance. Because, I mean, at the moment, nothing bad is happening aside from this entire town being 
And like, I'm trying to uh, think of like who, TV show? who would be interesting to Twilight Zone, like the to, Twilight Zone. Yeah, but who would? Because I, I think I don't think it's I don't think Hydra would be interesting. I don't think that's what I don't think that's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe would do. I don't think they'd just bring Hydra back. Modok maybe. Um, Knock players cool. bringing in uh, brings up Modok, like mm -hmm. bringing. What was that? Was that Modok wasn't AIM Industries, was it? Was he? I can't remember if Modok yeah. is AIM or if Modok is Roxon. Roxon. I think he. I think he was AIM. That. Adding um, another character to make the circumstances a little bit more dire could no, be agree. more fun or I interesting. I think I think that's reasonable too. Um, I, I see, but now now I have to sit here and I have to wonder who the hell it is. <laughs> and I think that siphoning power from the bubble would be an easy way to to bring it in. Aim was Modok. Thank you, Nock. Yeah. So that's that I think was more so what I was trying to get out of out of it. Not necessarily that Hydra is doing this or that anybody is doing this to her, just that kind of element would make it a little bit more I don't want to say more engaging because it's an engaging show as is. That's just Yeah. Yeah. I'm I I'm interested to see where it goes. Hundred percent. I'm looking well, forward yeah. to it. It comes out Fridays? Fridays. Yep. I never have watched it on a Friday, so that's why I'm like, I don't know. Doc says, I feel like we are so content starved, we are reaching for anything. I think there's just been such a lull in content, and we're about to be absolutely inundated with a crap ton of content. Watered. Because like we've got we've got God, what what we've got Hawkeye, um Loki. Loki, uh, this is the first Marvel since Endgame, right? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, no. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Spider -Man, far from home. Came out after. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got, we've got WandaVision. We've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier starting uh, next month, actually. That one will be fun. Or at least I hope it will be, because they're funny when they're on screen together. Yeah. Um, we've got Black Widow coming out, the movie, but that takes place beforehand. Um, she's a little dead right now. What? Because she's a little dead right now. She is. Um, <laughs> just a bit. Uh, we've got Loki coming out in May. Uh, we've got... Oh, this is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out this year. I don't think I realized that. Um, what If is coming out this year. The Eternals is set to come out this year. I still Hawkeye. want them. What? I still want them to do more with like X-Men, kind of like yeah. Evolution and Wolverine and the X-Men, but. Well, I'm sure we'll get there. Sure I know, there. but I want it to be that wholesome. <laughs> Hawkeye comes out late 2021. Miss Marvel is supposed to come out late 2021. 
Um, and then the Spider-Man hey. movies, uh, the Spider-Man movie has a release date of uh, 17 December. And we should also just highlight, you know, we're just, we have finished our first month of 2021. We have finished our first month of 2021. And that's amazing. It, it is. But yeah, we've got a lot of content coming. And uh, I think Anna and I are going to try to figure out ways to incorporate all of that content um, with what we're already doing. Maybe, maybe we'll do like one-off uh, shows or maybe at the same time that we do this. Maybe that's what we should do. We, every Monday, we spend the first like hour talking about our book. Mm-hmm. And a second hour talking about the latest. Has it been another hour? No. Okay. I was no, no. like, wow. But like, and it might not be a whole hour that we talk about it, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so real quick, Anna, where can the people find you on the internet? Are we not going to say what our next comic is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, our next comic, uh, chosen by yours truly, um, uh, is going to be uh, it's 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 going to be Zatanna by Paul Dini, um, and uh, it's going to be our our DC book. What? Yeah, um, our DC book is going to be Zatanna. Um, so it's, wow, the cover kind of looks like a tarot card. Oh, uh, I think that's the point, considering it also says the magician on it. Uh, up we'll continue (laughs) um but yeah so uh next monday we are talking about zatanna uh the paul dini uh arc that was done um so check that out and join us next week anna where can they find you on the internet really only instagram so i have two accounts i have a personal account which is anna underscore riddick and i have a professional account for art stuff which is a riddick designs which, by the way, the shading done on uh, that desk, the Star Wars yeah. desk, oh my god, it looks so yeah. freaking good. I gotta get good pictures, cough, cough, hint, hint, um, before it gets sent away to its owner. But more photos of the full piece is going to be posted on and off throughout the next couple weeks. And it's Aridic Designs? You're muted again. You're right. Okay. <laughs> um, and of course, you guys can find me pretty much everywhere uh, as it's Ben Pie. Um, you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe. If you're watching live on Twitch, you know, Amazon Prime gives you that free sub. You can go ahead and do it. Um, and uh, of course, Twitter, all of that. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another issue of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club series that Anna and I do. Um, Remember to keep your poll lists full for next week and uh, we shall catch you then. Shalom must say. It's such a good word. Okay. Mm -hmm.